Are you ready to hack your time? I'm Vicky and I am obsessed with course correcting everything that you've been taught about how to use your time because I know that you can create more success while having more fun and taking more rest. I went from doing all the things, working 80 hour weeks to creating a 15 hour work week. Listen and learn how to hack your time never have to say that you don't have time ever again. You too will learn how to accelerate without doing more today. Hi lovelies, so today I want to talk with you about time diversity and I'm going to be using my very own example of wild camping. So this weekend my husband and I went camping in the wild. That means no campsite, just going in the middle of nature and pitching up. And I know that may have divided my listeners right now. Like some of you are probably thinking, yes, I would totally do that. And others of you are thinking, absolutely not. She's crazy. And that's okay. You don't need to go wild camping for today's episode. I'm just going to be using the example of wild camping and sharing a bit about our weekend and explaining the value of time diversity. So let's just rewind a minute and start with diversity, which really simply just can be thought of as variety. It's widely known there's huge benefits to diversity everywhere from boardrooms to social circuits, circuits to social circles, to communities, to even stock market investments. And really the benefits come in two forms. So the first benefit we can think of is like preventing net negative results and outcomes so like in the stock market for example if you are overexposed to one stock which just means like heavily invested in one stock um then that business hits a bump then you are going to lose a lot of money like i think bp a few years ago had that literally happen a lot of companies a lot of funds like lost a lot of money or you can think about in teams, right? Without diversity, we can find really narrow decision-making that will go like unchallenged, will get implemented and will create like negative outcomes for that team, for that company. That could be everything from like a team of sports to like a team in the workplace. So that's the first benefit is preventing those net negative outcomes. And the other benefit is net positive, right? So we can see higher innovation and creativity, faster problem solving and better decision making. Like there's even evidence of like reduced fear. And all of these, of course, impact not only actually our productivity and what we get done, but also the bottom line, like of corporations, things like revenue and output. So more things get done and more gets achieved because you know, you're listening to this podcast, right? You know that it's not just about getting more things done. We really want to be focused on what are we actually achieving? So this is why I want to talk to you today about time diversity, because all of those advantages are available to you too when you diversify your time. And what I'm talking about here is really just how you are spending your time and the range of things you spend your time doing. Now, what I want to tell you, the good news is that most people underestimate how diversified their time already is. Time diversification doesn't mean having to do a hundred different and wildly exciting things all the time, right? Like the most powerful thing you can do is actually to really pay attention to the different things you are already doing and notice what they are creating for you. So that's really what I want you to focus on today. 
not listening to this podcast and thinking about adding more things to your life, but really noticing what's already there and extracting from what is already there before going to pile on more to-dos, right? Like when there was a quota created for female representation on company boards, lots of companies just went out there hiring women to meet the quota. I think it was like 25% of the board needed to be female. Whereas other companies actually trained and promoted women within their existing organizations. So what we are doing today is the second strategy. It's more sustainable, it's more thought out, and it's got more consideration for like the long-term impact instead of just hitting short-term quotas. Now, before we go into time diversity a bit more and how you can use it to get more done and accomplish more, I do want to mention the things that don't matter, that we can find ourselves getting just caught up in. So if you find yourself on any of, focusing on like any of these three things, then I want to tell you it's not necessary. Actually, I think there's going to be four. So the first is how much time you spend in each thing. Like you don't have to do something for three hours in order to create a benefit from it. You can do something for three minutes. Really think about that. The second thing is what other people think, right? Like what do other people think about what you are doing with your time? Literally irrelevant. The third thing is whether the impact is obvious and immediate. Of course, part of our brain wants everything to be obvious and immediate. It just doesn't have to be. That's like really the example we gave of like just hiring to meet the quota. And the last one I'm just going to mention for fun is how much TV you watch. Like so many people come to me um, really guilting themselves around how much TV they watch or how long they're on social media. And yes, we can work through that. But for today and for time diversity, like just any time you spend judging how you spend your time is just the opposite of going to be of what's going to be productive and helpful here. Okay. So the reality of the world that we all live in right now is that we have multiple roles. Many of my clients are entrepreneurs or employees with a work life while also being partnered, having siblings, having kids, having parents, being homekeepers, being cooks, cleaners, financial budgeters, dog walkers, travel planners, social media managers, supermarket shoppers. Like, I'm going to pause and I encourage you to pause for a minute. We have so many roles that we manage right now and more added every time there's like a new app. Like it's an amazing world that we live in where it's truly global. And for example, we can travel anywhere. And it also makes planning a trip a whole different experience than when the only option was like horse and carriage. Or even before the 1970s when flying wasn't really available to the masses. So you probably don't need to add more to-dos. The best place to start is going to be to list all the roles you currently have. And I want you to list them as roles, not as to do. So for example, if you post on Instagram, you are a social media manager for yourself. Okay, I want you to think about that. That's like a role that you have. Come up with at least 10 different ones. It will be easy. Even being a podcast listener, there's one for you right now. A list maker as you are making the list. Another one, right? There's nothing that can't go on there. There's nothing too small, too specific, nothing wrong. Like everything counts. Once you have your list, this is the most important part. Think about one thing you learn from each role. 
So maybe as a social media manager for yourself, you learned how to use a new technology and that required a patience with yourself. Or as a supermarket shopper, you learned how to budget and that required an attention to detail. So for each of them, list out what you learned and what was required to learn that. You're going to be amazed at how much you already know, the skills you already have and are honing, and the experience you are already getting from your life exactly as it is right now. Now, the reason it's so important to create this awareness before adding more to-dos is because without this awareness and the skill of taking the learning from them, we just wind up busier and busier. It's kind of like in the stock market example, sure, you can put your money in different companies and diversify, but if you don't check anything about those companies, you can lose a lot of money. You don't just put, don't just throw your money in different companies, right? There's a strategy behind it. So remember, time hacking, time diversity, everything I teach you is about optimizing for success. It's really quality over quantity. Or as I say to my clients, it's about just like squeezing the juice out of the experiences, like getting those juicy lessons. And I want you to really sit with this. You already have time, diversity, opportunities, exactly as your life is right now. So if you are tempted to run along and add more, I urge you to slow down, get the skill of creating the value from how you currently spend your time first. And once you've done that, you can, of course, find more things to do and know that when you have an idea to do something that seems non-productive, it actually will be when you make it that way. Everything from getting your hair done to walking your dogs to going camping in the wild will have lessons for you. And when you see life this way, you stop having to be so serious all the time and follow these rules of productivity that have been passed down to us from the factory era and start mastering your own productivity, right? We know that creativity is one of the most powerful determinants of success and that creativity is stimulated from doing sometimes the exact things that we were told and trained not to do as kids like playing outdoors or playing board games or playing video games or staying up late and watching the stars, like whatever it might be. So speaking of staying up late and watching the stars, I mentioned our wild camping at the start and wanted to use it as an example for you to see what's possible when we approach the different things we do from appreciating the diversity of it. So here are three things I learned and what was required underneath them that not only inspired this very podcast you are listening to but have set me up for an amazing week this week so firstly I really saw my negativity bias in my brain by its desire to play through all the potential dangers and create solutions for them like everything that could go wrong every 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 possible way that I could die in the wild it felt like voicing them to me like at one point As we lay in the tent at night, about to go to sleep, my husband said, what are you thinking about? Uh, Very innocently. And I said, well, if I go out the tent and five people attack me, I'm going to shout giddy gun. And then hopefully they'll think that you have a gun and then they'll leave me alone. And then you know what's happening. And then you can pretend to have one when you come out. And so we both laughed about that. Not the answer he was expecting. And so what really was required of me there and going through that was just so much compassion and understanding for my brain and its fears as well as staying calm with fear right like the fear could be there and I could still fall asleep and that was really powerful 
Okay, the second thing that I learned was all about fire and wood and collecting plenty of wood. And my husband had us collect three different types based on thickness. And underneath this was a really powerful lesson that not all wood is equal, like not all time spent is equal. And you can use different types of branches depending on how long you want the fire to stay lit. And of course, having a process ahead of time can save you lots of effort and create a longer fire. So all of that is so useful as I think about my week and how long I want to stay focused at different points of the day or with different tasks and what process I want to create. Um, to set myself up this week and lastly I learned how to this is a big one okay because I've done many years of camping and I always when it comes to putting my sleeping bag back in the bag it's like a nightmare I hate it it's never gonna fit in I just like shove it and punch it and try and get it in and well I watched my husband do it and he rolled the sleeping bag very patiently put it in the bag perfectly and I just stood there with my mouth kind of open, like, what, like, how did you do that? How did you actually do that? <laughs> and um, I just watched, he talked me through it, I repeated it, I did it. And underneath that was a willingness to try a different way of doing things, different to how I've done things my whole life, and having a patience with myself and my sleeping bag. So now I've come back into my week, reminded that my human brain has fears, and that's not a problem thinking about how I can set myself up today for a great week and with a willingness to improve the ways I do things while having patience for myself along the way. So good, all from camping in the wild. So what about you? Like I want you to pick something you did this weekend. It can be anything from cooking a meal to reading a book to heading out to the beach or planning a trip and ask yourself, what did you learn and what was underneath it that you want to apply this week. All right, loves. And hey, before I go, the podcast just got a rebrand. We are now called Hack Your Time. So it is literally the best time to share it on social media. I would love to help more people hack their time. And I know you guys can help me reach more people. And if you do share it on Instagram, firstly, thank you very much. And secondly, tag me so I can see it. And I want to wish you all a wonderful week. And thank you for listening. Bye, loves. Hey, if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life, then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated supported and coached of course you are a time hacker this is where you belong head to vickylouise.com forward slash group i can't wait to see you there